Hello and welcome to the The Sam D Podcast. I am your host, Sam Dusenberry Jr. Follow me on all social media at The Sam D. That's T-H-E-E-S-A-M-D. Subscribe and rate to the podcast. Five stars, nothing less. Tell a friend. Podcast available on all major podcasts and platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher. All major podcasts and platforms. Search for The Sam D Podcast. Follow the podcast on social media as well at the Sam D Podcast. For all content, audio, and visual, hit up thesamd.com. Musical production done by May First Music. Support him at soundcloud.com slash May First Music. Yet again, we're getting right into the shits. You know why you're here. You know why I'm here. Let's go. You know, I had to stop running away from using my voice and using my platform to, uh, you know, speak on what's true and what's mine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things. You know, the and that's what he wants to do. Don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't oh. believe that Smith. <laughs> you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate uh. or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. I like Jay Will like, on the really side. Really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. Overworked, underpaid. You know what I'm saying? Like, all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me, and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. No real sources anymore? People are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, People are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect. Right, right. You know, and and I don't want to sit here and and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions or that you didn't have to be forced to get the vaccine. Isn't he the VP of the NBPA? uh, Before the season started. He didn't know any of this? This wasn't something that I foresaw coming where I prepared for it. How were you not prepared? uh, You're one of the heads of the NBPA. Strategize on what was going to be best for me and my family. I came into the season. Uh, thinking that I was just going to be able to play ball, you know, be able to use my but get in those meetings, my right? talent uh, to continue to. Uh, I, I don't know, know how Sun is the VP of the NBA. Right way. He don't know what's going on. You know, this, like putting this on me is just like, why are you putting it on me? You know, like because you're is not supposed to be of, one of the uh, heads of the NBPA. <laughs> you know what's going on in conversations with scientists, physicians, and doctors. I'm I'm just a hooper, right? Ninety six percent of all physicians uh, who, are who's vaccinated. being utilized as, as an example. For some odd reason, you know, people love to have my name in the mix of just some BS. You keep talking, like just hearing the way people speak so con, you know, with so much conviction about what uh, I should be doing with my life and. And what, you know, my teammates should be feeling about me. Yeah, what I mean, you heard what Harden said, right? You heard what Harden said. Harden said, yeah, I haven't spoken to him. <laughs> Harden said it real quick. Like, yeah, dogs, I'm here because of KD. I'm not really here because of Kyrie. Like, he's a, you know, I don't know if you want to say he's a, uh, he's an add-on. He's not the rain. He's not the main reason why I'm here. I'm here to play with the best hooper in the world and Kevin Durant. And yeah, Kyrie's there too. I mean, the beard is out here basically to say, yeah, I mean, I don't know something like that. I came here to hoop with KD. And the Nets can still go out here and win the chip. 
without Kai Irvin. But Kai Irvin is leading you to believe that he's so smarter than you and I and everyone else in the medical community, in the science community, in the health and safety community. And he keeps bringing up things that are points, but they're not points to validate his point. And the notion of respect, you should respect Kai Irving because, you know, he's entitled to do what he wants, his body, his choice, this, that, and the third. Well, I mean, Texas just repealed those rights for women. And it was an uproar for a little bit, but that's kind of calmed down, right? It's just another day. Business as usual. We're taking away human rights. This country was built on the fact of they stole other people's rights and used them for whatever they wanted to. So for Kai Irving, who I would assume, based off his philanthropy efforts, is aware of things like that, to think he could just go out here and use logic by saying, you can't force this on me. I'm not going to allow you to force this on me. And you have to respect my choice of not having you force this on me. Sure. At the bare minimum, sure. We need to respect Kai Irving's choice. He has chosen to leave 16 M's on the table. What he needs to respect is just as though we're giving him respect for whatever he wants to do. He has to then in turn respect the fact that we're going to roast him <laughs> for that choice he made. Because you're a public citizen, much like a Wiggins try to run out here with the, I'm a private person. This is a private matter. This is a private fight that actually lasted 72 hours. Kai Irving, it's the same deal with you, bro. It's the same deal with you. You are not private. So that's why your name keeps coming up. Because you are a public citizen. You have endorsements just like A. Wiggins. More. You had a whole ass movie made around your public persona of Uncle Drew. You had a whole ass movie, Kai. You are not a private person. He continued. Because it's going to continue to revolve around this and that. And, yo, you're going to lose out on money. And you're going to lose out on this. 16 like, So what? Damn. It's not about the money, baby. Uncle Drew hit like it's that at the It's not always about the money. It's about choosing what's best for you. You think I really want to lose money? I mean, but you are, though. You think I really want to give up on my dream to go after a championship? But you are, though. You think I really just want to give up my job? But you are, though. <laughs> You think I really just want to sit at home and 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 not go after the things with my teammates Say that I, with I've me. been able but to, you to are grow with, to learn with, to learn that it takes sacrifice mm. in this space because we could be it easily takes, at home chilling sacrifice. with our families, but we're choosing to go out there and perform. Perform, perform. We got clipped there at the end. He's choosing. Look, man, you know how I've been riding for Kai Irvin. You can check the archives. The receipts are there. I've been riding for Kai Irvin. I've been saying he's. At times, been misunderstood, but at times, he's an enigma. At times, he's someone that no one really knows and no one can assume they know. So when the overworked and underpaid, now behind the paywall, now officially completed assembling his big three, Fraud A. Smith, comes out here and says, you know, the Nets would trade him for a bag of cookies and Jay Williams comes out and is fighting to ride with Kai Irving just so he could get more reps on first take. I mean, this is what... This is why you get used, Kai. 
This is how you get used in the public. You have become fodder. Their ratings were down at the full letter network for that show. Now, because of you and John Gruden, we'll get there, and Herb, those ratings are up now. <laughs> you have single-handedly, along with Herb and Gruden, have resuscitated the overworked and underpaid now hiding behind the paywall officially completed forming his big three for a Smith's career. Because it was looking shaky. It was scary hours for Mans. Force Max about the paint. He allegedly wants to make the show blacker. Meanwhile, you know, the company has jettisoned any, you know, strong minority opinion out of the building except for Bomani. But you want to make the show blacker. Okay. Okay. Just because it's you, you take off the white host. I guess that just makes it blacker by default, right? Instead of having a black guy and a white guy, it's just a black guy. So therefore, the show is blacker. Okay. If that's the rhetoric, then okay. But Kai, you want to make decisions that are best for you and your family. You are sacrificing 16 mil to do what you feel is best for you and your family because you want to wait and see. You want to do the research. You want to speak to doctors, specialists, scientists more about this vax. And I'm not even going to get into the whole how many people are dying every day thing, but you can do the own. You can do the math. You can actually watch the news. You can do all that stuff and see what's really happening out here. If you want to find the information, it is out there. Here's the issue with Kai. 2013. I don't know how many of you know this. I don't. I haven't heard anything from... Blue Check Boy podcast or television shows or anything of the like. But in 2013, Kai Irving was part of an initiative that was headed by the NBA. And that initiative was to help underserved countries, underserved communities, by and large, get better. And get better in a certain way that would impact future generations. He participated in a bunch of educational programs supported by UNICEF. Now, those of you who are old enough to know, know what UNICEF was back in the day. I don't know if UNICEF still has the same energy it did in the 90s, but UNICEF was a big thing. Every Halloween, you get the little orange box and you collect some money and you get some, some fucking reward in return. It was a whole thing. UNICEF partnered with the NBA and NBA All-Star Kyrie Irving to conduct a visit to South Africa. <laughs> okay? Now, if those of those of you who know, those of you who travel a lot, you know if you want to go to the motherland, you got to get some shots, bro. <laughs> you got to get some shots. Okay? So in 2013, after his rookie of the year, season they got Kyrie to go to South Africa he went out there with Matumbo a bunch of board of directors and uh, NBA global ambassadors and you know basically UNICEF because if you don't know what UNICEF is and I will read this verbatim so understand for three days Kyrie went to South Africa to spearhead a bunch of educational programs for underserved for underserved communities within South Africa right so Kyrie's on that on that type of time right went through uh, Soweto and all types of spots in South Africa. This is what UNICEF stands for when they put the little about UNICEF. The United Nations Children's Fund, UNICEF, 
works with 190 countries and territories to save and improve children's lives. Generic enough, right? Here's where it gets good. <laughs> Providing health care. All right, that's that's solid. Clean water. Oh, that's dope. You know what I'm saying? Flint could use some of that. And sanitation. Okay. Okay. Nutrition. Okay. Education. Okay. Emergency relief and more. Nice. Nice. Oh, wait. Hang on. Oh, shit. My bad. I think I forgot a part of the definition here. Let me make sure I got it. Yep. Okay. Let me read it again. Okay, so that the territory to save and improve children's lives, providing health care and immunizations. <laughs> so wait, 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 wait. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. So Kyrie, who is he's not saying he's anti-vax, but if you're not getting the vaccine, you're being this vehemently against getting the vaccine, you're forfeiting 16 million because you don't want to get the vax. You don't have to say you're anti-vax, but your axes are saying you're anti-vax. You're forfeiting 16 mil. But not that long ago, you went to South Africa. And if you're a traveler, you know, when you go to South Africa, let me look this up. Boom, boom, boom. If you want to go to South Africa today, now, this was 2013 with Kyrie, but not a lot of this has changed. If you want to go to South Africa, these are the recommended travel vaccinations you need. Hepatitis A and B, typhoid, yellow fever, and rabies. That's what you need to this day, Deontay Wilder, to go to South Africa. Oh, and by the way, you need the COVID vaccine as well. So somehow South Africans, they know what type of time they need to be on. But Kai and Kyrie and A. Wiggins for 72 hours and your man's Jonathan Isaac and your man's Michael Porter Jr. And all the rest of them, all the other 5%, they don't know what type of time they're on. So Kai Irving, assuming he was above board and didn't, you know, like the Nets went out here and tried to pay off some. Uh, politicians to make sure that their practice facility gets deemed to be a private building, not a public building so that Kai could still practice when he was still trying to figure out a way to make this thing work. Assuming Kai actually went to South Africa and did everything he was legally supposed to do and didn't have any exemptions made for him. He needed to take at least five vaccinations at the minimum just to go to South Africa for three days. So this was after his rookie season, so 2013. And these are routine vaccinations for South Africa. There's more. There's measles, mumps, you know, the, the rubella john, like there's more. Chicken pox, shingles, pneumonia, influenza, meningitis, polio, like all those things are routine. So did Kai Irving get the vax then? Did he find a way to get around that then? Has he been hiding in plain sight this whole time when it comes to vaccinations in general? Is he just one of those off rip? Man's went to South Africa. Did he go to South Africa unvaxxed? You heard about the story of him going to the reservation a few weeks ago and he was walking around there with no mask. Meanwhile, the whole reservation was vaccinated and the children that he was talking to at the schools that he was visiting were vaccinated and had mask on except for him. And they put pictures out there on social media and he didn't have the mask on and he realized, whoops, 
we don't want to promote that. So they had to go and Photoshop a mask onto him. And these are his people. So even they're wrong, Kai. The people who we all know have been destroyed the most, eradicated even. Even they're wrong because they're out there vaxxed. They're out there mashed up. But you get to run, run around, do whatever you want because you're Kai. Maybe you even got to go to South Africa and didn't have to be vaxxed. So what are we talking about here when it comes to Kai? The Nets don't need Kai. If you want to know the basketball perspective, the Nets don't need Kai. James Harden is better than Kai. The Nets have a 1-1-A situation with KD and the beard. Kai is a distant third. So let's move the basketball stuff out of it because that doesn't really matter. The only thing I'll speak on, and we'll get into this if you want to pull up Monday, 9 o'clock, NBA preview Twitter spaces. We're going to be doing a little pod on there. So if you want to pull up and get your shit off, talk about your favorite team or who you're, who you think is going to be a sleeper this year, whatever you want to get into, I got a whole thing planned out. Pull up all the welcome Monday night, 9 p.m. Twitter spaces at the Sam D. That'll be the Twitter account to look up. Follow that at the Sam D. Twitter spaces, 9 o'clock NBA preview. But in terms of the basketball perception, like if you're KD, you came here because you wanted to hoop at this dude. You came here because you felt me and this dude is enough. Even though I'm working on the beard through back channels, me and this dude is enough because I'm that nice. I could be his brawn and get him to a chip. Now you come here. You had the red shirt the first year. You both were hurt the second year. Now this is the third year where there's an opt-out. And now you're trying to figure out, well, what the hell is this? And now the Nets are pulling everything. There's not going to be an extension, allegedly. We don't want you to play, but we don't want you to practice. Until you go get vaxxed, we don't want no parts of you. So now here comes the trade rumors again. And now for some reason, people are dumb enough to think that Philly could slide up in here and steal off on the beard. The Nets just lost their third best player. What makes you think? <laughs> like that's, that's, that's the problem with the rumor mill. That's the problem with the T. That's the problem with aggregate sites who are just trying to throw shit out there for clicks that will take any rumor and populate it to get some clicks. What from the Nets perspective? I know why it would make sense for Philly because Philly's desperate. They're trying to get anything, anything they can. So let's revisit the whole Harden for Ben Simmons thing. Or now Harden for Kyrie thing. Let's revisit all this shit because we're stuck. What sense would it make for Brooklyn to get rid of James Harden? Somebody make it make sense to me. What is the reason if they know they're really going to stand firm, stand 10 toes down and get Kai the fuck up out of there and ban him from the building? We don't want you to pull up. Okay. Why would they then go get the second guy and get him up out of there too? So it's just Katie and Joe Harris or Katie and Ben and Joe Harris. You don't do that. Philly could have actually done that last year. Philly could have actually had the beard last year, but now Maury knows he tricked it off. So now you're trying to double back. Spin the block again and see if he could get it off a second time. No, no, the Nets ain't doing that. And if they do, oh boy, it's open season. 
I'm roasting all of them. I'm calling out names. But if you're Kai, he's trying to turn the 5% that are still, that remain unvaxxed. Is he trying to turn that 5% into actual 5%ers? Because he's sounding more and more using rhetoric of 5%ers. And only a small percentage of you who are probably listening know what that reference is, but, you know, Google is your friend, but Kai is sounding more and more like a 5%er. And I think he's trying to turn this 5%er thing of unvaxxed players into actual 5%ers. Peace to the gods. What's today's mathematics? But look at his allies. And that's why I named that pod a couple of pods ago. I said, choose your allies. Look at his allies. He's being used by the right wing. He's being used by the alt-right. He's being used by the anti-vax crowd. He's being used by Trump supporters. These are his allies now. These are the ones that are co-signing him. And then you have the underbelly of minorities who are, you know, super conspiracy theorists, anti-government, anti-establishment, anti-everything. And some days I like to play in those lanes. But I'm not dumb enough to get fully entrenched. Because then it gets too crazy. Then you're wrapping yourself in foil. When you're being co-signed by the likes of Jonathan Isaac and Michael Porter Jr., A. Wiggins, Ted Cruz, all the usual suspects who like to clamor, destroy black athletes, but when black athletes do stuff like this, now they're propping them up for their own gain. So while Kai is very cognizant of tearing down the overwork and underpaid, now hiding behind the paywall and for officially completing, assembling his big three, Friday Smith, he's quick to jump on him and chastise him. And while he has every right, we got to respect his right to do that, right? Well, how come you're not saying anything about the alt-right that's clearly using you in the same type of fashion? Overwork and underpaid is using you for clicks and to go viral and to get his numbers up and his ratings up. That's the same thing the alt-right is doing to you as well, Kai. But you don't got no words for them. You're not taking the IG live to get at them, though. Because you're too busy liking IG posts from the dark web. We're still talking chips. In a vax. That goes through a syringe. We're still talking chips. That go through a vial. Through a syringe. This is what Kai is writing on. It wants to do more research on. To make sure that that chip isn't going through a liquid vial into a syringe into other people's bloodstreams. As if they're not tracking him through every other means imaginable. He's worried about a chip that's tracking him when literally every single other device in his possession is already doing that. But he's worried about a vax though. The emails that leaked this past week showed racism homophobia, misogyny, and pornography. But what stood out most to me about what we've been allowed to see from those 650K emails is another ism. And look, there's mad isms. Shout out to KRS and Channel Live. And that better be in this 20. Anywho, there's another ism that really gets mentioned publicly in moments like these. It's a ism that has launched many a career, many a dynasty, many a coaching tree. It's nepotism. Nepotism is generally thought to be when someone gets hooked up at a job because of a family relationship. If you look at the official definition, it reads, 
the practice among those with power or influence of favoring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. The practice of nepotism goes back to 1670, and it's a practice that originated in the church. Make of that what you will. I mean, you could certainly argue that the practice existed long before that, especially when you consider monarchies, capitalism, colonialism, socialism, and of course, slavery. But here we are. Nepotism got John Gruden into the NFL. His grandfather was a big-time coach once upon a time, so the Gruden name meant something. More importantly, it meant something to the right people. So much so that John got to be part of not one, but two legendary coaching trees, Bill Walsh and Mike Holmgren. He got to take a team to a Super Bowl after overstepping his boundaries his first time around with the Raiders. He got to cash out and work as the highest paid employee for the full of the network doing Monday Night Football. He turned that gig into another gig with the Raiders, signing the richest contract ever given to a head coach, 100 M's, over 10 years, 100 M's for a coach, a coach, 100 M's. Nepotism got his brother a head coaching gig in Washington. The same Washington where John got to email former executive Bruce Allen about DeMore Smith's lips, encouraged the blackballing of Colin Kaepernick before it became a national sensation, received topless photos of Washington cheerleaders, discouraged the role of women's referees, Discouraged the league and its commissioner in the publicity of Michael Sam. And on and on and on. So what have we learned from John Gruden? I did not have the clip of him apologizing last week. Oh, but I found it this week. Took a deep dive, but I found it. And it sounds worse than what I read last week. John Gruden got in front of a camera. He looked into that camera wearing Raider paraphernalia, wearing that NFL shield, looked into a camera, answered questions and lied. He used the same fake contrition that you see when Karens get busted. He was all Karen in the emails, but when the lights turned bright, he became a crying Karen. He cried wolf and thought he could chase off the feds. This leader of men had no understanding for what was coming next. Feds laid the bait. They laid out the gotcha. Say, bruh, we know you ain't the focus of this investigation, but we found some shit while we were going through them 650,000. Emails. We found something. You was big wildin', bruh. So you know what? We gonna leak one? And you should know what type of time we on? You should run now. Don't try to fight it. So they leaked it. One solitary email. Dumb Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. And at first, for maybe an hour or so, there was uproar. But then, as with most things when it comes to melanated people, people started shrugging their shoulders. 
Well, I mean, you heard the, the pleas were already beginning to be copped. It's 10 years ago. They trotted out Charles Woodson. Randy Moss is on TV, damn near about to cry. Meanwhile, Keyshawn is sticking his head out like, told you so. But anyway, the Fed said, look, bruh, we got you. Take the L and go home. But Gruden went out there and doubled down by saying this. Can the NFL and the Raiders and the fans be sure that there are not any other racial insensitive remarks by you out there in the direct question that could be published by the Washington journal or any other publication. All I can say is I'm not a racist. I don't, uh, <laughs> I can't uh, tell you how sick I am. I apologize again to the, to D Smith. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. And uh, uh. I apologize for the insensitive remarks. I had uh, no, uh, you know, I, I, I had no racial, uh, intentions with those remarks at all but uh, <laughs> yes they can i'm i'm uh i'm not like that at all wow. but i apologize i don't want to keep addressing it my, just my last question how did the nfl contact you and, and, great uh, journalism follow up despite the bullshit he's saying i have not had any contacts with him yet but uh we'll see what happens here in the next few days i guess that's my question do you expect something to happen mm. You know, I'm not going to answer all these questions today. I think I've addressed it already. Uh, I can't remember a lot of the things that transpired 10 or 12 years ago. I can't remember. um, I stand here uh, in front of everybody apologizing. I know I'm not, uh, I don't have an ounce of of racism in me. I'm a a guy that takes pride in leading people together. And I'll continue to do that for the rest of my life. And again, I apologize to D. Smith and anybody out there that that I have offended. Okay? All right, right, guys. Thank you. Two things there stood out to me. I mean, the whole thing was a farce, right? He tried to talk with very serious tone. He tried to answer with some conviction. It's amazing how you can say a whole bunch of words salad, but you could find that one moment where the real shit came out. And out of all of that that he said in that clip, there was one moment where he let the real shit out because he knew what was coming next. He had to know that if they found that email about Dumb Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires, he had to know that everything else was on the cusp. He had to, but he doubled down anyway. He looked in the camera, put on the correct face. He emoted. He put the right tone on his voice, but he slipped up. He slipped up right in the middle when he said this. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Feel good about who I am. I feel good about who I feel 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 good feel feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. That's who he is right there. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. That's where he slipped up. Right here is where he slipped up and let the real John Gruden back out. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Knowing the feds are circling and the feds have him dead to rights. He looked into a camera, lied every other second except right here. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Racism? Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Misogyny? Feel good about who I am and what I've done my my entire life homophobia feel good about who i am and what i've done my entire life that's who he was 
but he knew he had to double back and spin the block and come back around and say the thing. Say the thing that will emote. Say the thing. So he did it. I don't have an ounce of, of racism in me. But I, I, you I, catch I, the stumble. I, I, I don't have an ounce of, of racism. Right there. I don't have an ounce of racism. That's the stumble. I don't have an ounce of racism. Because he don't even believe it. I don't have an ounce of racism. I don't have an ounce of racism. He can't even get it out with his straight take. I don't have an ounce of racism. This leader of men. I don't have an ounce of racism. I don't have an ounce of racism. Face of the franchise. I don't have an ounce of racism in me. Ten years, 100 million. He had to stand in front of a camera and say one thing and he couldn't do it i don't have an ounce of racism in me he couldn't say the thing without fucking up i don't have an ounce of racism in me so john gruden has put himself out there and lied they asked him if it was just one thing he lied they came out with a whole shit ton of more racism misogyny and homophobia on top of it and now he's gone and he had to resign. But now that he's gone, now we get to see all the tea that was sitting there again, hiding in plain sight, but no one was doing the work to find it. So let's go back to 2015. John Gruden as a now, now I'm speaking in 2015 terms. He is now the Monday night football analyst. He is the highest paid person at the four-letter network. He is sitting in a room full of children addressing them. And this is what he got off in a room full of children. You guys know when you're up there and you're broadcasting, you got to be careful. You got to be careful what you say. Oh, really? Okay? You got to think before you say something. Really, John? So if a guy drops a pass, you can't say Oh, we're say, talking about that. Not You, dummy! You can't say stuff like that. Big hip the kids. Right? You got you to think before you talk that's really wise important. words. Sometimes when I was coaching, uh, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster. Right? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold, hold on. Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster. Oh, right? hiding in plain sight. Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster. I mean, when you were a broadcaster, you were calling Demora Smith, dumb Morris Smith, and said he had lips like Michelin tires. So if you were getting that off as a four-letter network Monday Night Football analyst, what were you getting off as a coach, John Gruden? Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster, right? Pull the receipts, Keyshawn. Pull them. Sometimes when I was coaching... I would say some things that I can't say. Don't just call him a fraud, Keyshawn. Air it out. They made Charles Woodson look bad out here. Had Randy Moss on the verge of crying on the air. Get him, Keyshawn. Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a fraud. I know Keyshawn kept the fouls. Release the tapes. Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster, right? right. Big hit with the kids. You hear the kids laughing at the end. Gruden's a big hit with the kids, huh? You hear them just chuckling away, laughing away. They know who he is. I mean, they say racism dies with the old generation and then we'll move on. But I mean, these kids are ingesting rhetoric from a man who thinks dumb Morris Smith has lips the size of Michelin tires. Sometimes when I was coaching, I would say some things that I can't say now that I'm a broadcaster, right? Right? Almost three quarters of a billion emails. 
650k to be exact. And all we got is Gruden, Bruce Allen releasing topless photos of cheerleaders, Daniel Snyder overseeing a meet and greet of fans being able to attend the cheerleaders photo shoot. And y'all know what happened with the cheerleaders in Dubai, right? Oof, Google is your friend. But we know there's more, right? Look, I was in Washington this past week, and the feds raided the building, and everyone was on high alert, and it was tense. But a little birdie told me while I was out there, when it was just the one email, I was told pretty defiantly, like, there's definitely more. And then even after the next set came out with the Michael Sam stuff and other homophobia and the misogyny of criticizing women referees and the more racism and tearing down Kaepernick saying he should be fired and all this stuff, like I was again reassured there's still more. Where are those? Who has control of those? Why are we only just getting the John Gruden stuff? If there's actually more, that could be damaging to the shield, to the league, to executives. Why are we not getting them? John Gruden is not enough. John Gruden should be the tip of the iceberg. This is what Cap and his legal team was fighting for. Because we knew back in those times, and probably still to this day, that rhetoric was going on. And going on in high places. Can you imagine Namara's emails? We see how man's felt about taunting. Imagine if we got the Mara's emails. We had, who was the, the Ravens? The Ravens owner was coming out there and saying, please pray for us. Pray for them as an organization because they were considering the idea of potentially signing Colin Kaepernick. Entertaining the thought caused so much backlash from the public that the owner had to come out there and announce to the public, please pray for us. They released the then highest paid, highest profile football commentator in the league, in the country probably. They released emails of him calling the commish all types of names, calling the league overall pussies for allowing Colin Kaepernick to kneel. If they're allowing that information to be released, what are they not allowing? Who? is on these threads that, that they don't want us to know. What about Jerry? We know how Jerry gives it up. We know his sensibilities. He never emailed Bruce Allen. He was never on a chain email. He wasn't BCC'd on anything. What about Jerry Richardson down there in Carolina? He was one where Gruden should have followed his playbook. There were rumors about Jerry Richardson in Carolina and how he was moving and how the, the workplace atmosphere was a little wild, a little crazy, a little Mad Men-ish. And at the first hint of the gotcha, he was out. He was gone. He was like, peace, deuces, I'm out. Cash me out. Somebody give me a couple bills so I could be out. Tore down his statue, all that shit, just at the first release of some details. And you know what happened? The story went away. We don't know the full details of how he was giving it up. We only know a little bit. 
He liked feet like Rex Ryan. He liked feet a lot. He liked to play grab ass. He liked to make comments to women. Like I said, very madmen-ish. This is how he was giving it up. But as soon as they told him, yo, bro, we got you, he ran away, tucked and hide, took his money and ran. John Gruden tried to fight back. He thought he was better than Jerry Richardson. He thought he could withstand. And more than likely, he was going to withstand the first comment. But when it's the feds, it's different. If it was a rogue reporter that had dug the dirt to investigate and unearth that email by however means, that you might be able to withstand. So while I get the narrative of, well, you know, it's only because it was about a black man or a black person that he was going to withstand that word. But if you're Gruden, you're looking past all of that anyway. It's the messenger. It's the feds, bruh. The feds pull up. You know the jig is up. It's a wrap. Party done. Jerry Richardson was able to keep whatever legacy he reholds in that part of the world. Got his bag bounced. But his legacy, by and large, is still intact. It still remains a positive one unless you know the real deal. They took down his little statue and all that type of shit. They moved it, I think, outside the stadium. It was right there front and center where you first walked in to the stadium. But now it's outside. Gruden was going to withstand it, but he chose the wrong battle. Donald Sterling got caught, had the recordings, had the tapes. He tried to run around and cop, please. Nope, out of here. Two bill on the way out, though. I'm assuming there's some sort of settlement coming for Gruden. He won't get the full bag. He'll get a portion, a reduced portion, but a portion. I don't feel he's just going to be cut off and that's it. But the wealth that he amassed from being not only a fraudulent coach like Keyshawn is saying, which I co-sign and tackle very much so in season two of Trash Narratives. This man chastised Colin Kaepernick. He chastised the league for not handling Colin Kaepernick in a faster fashion than they ultimately did. More so in these emails, we have people that work for the league in these threads also criticizing the league for, quote, allowing Kaepernick to kneel in a protest. We've had Des Bryant come out and be anti-Cap. We've had players like Malcolm Jenkins chastise Kaepernick for kneeling. And he was able to leverage that into getting that whole players coalition thing. Well, I don't know if you've peeped the sidelines lately, but guess who's kneeling now? Malcolm Jenkins. Oh, wait, your little players coalition didn't didn't do it for you? All that bread that they threw at y'all to throw at the community, it didn't come back with any positive results because you can't throw money at a problem. You need actual change, not performative change. What happened, Malcolm? Looking shaky in the light with that players coalition. Now you get back to kneeling. Now you understand. Now you get it. We have 49er players. What was it? Fred Werner. Fred Werner wore a black Kaepernick jersey to his press conference. There are still players kneeling. Players are still kneeling. Now, I haven't seen any at the games I've been at, and I've been looking. 
<laughs> I've been looking like, so no Jets have been giving it up. No Broncos, to my knowledge, are giving it up. And no Washington football team have been giving it up. But, you know, there's players out here that are still kneeling, that are still on that type of time. But I don't want y'all to ever forget. I think we've passed kneeling. You know, I think it's time to go into an actionable item. This I made think, it okay. This rhetoric, this nonsense allegedly made it okay for the Malcolm Jenkins of the world, the Des Bryant of the world, and the alt-right right wing to come out and just continue to double and triple down on Colin Kaepernick. I think we've passed kneeling. You know, I think it's time to go into an actionable item. It's over for that kneeling, right? we've passed kneeling. But what happened to their... I think we've... Past, he I stumbled. Past, wait, wait. I think the great one. I think we. Ovito. Ola Ovito. I think we. Past. I think we. I think we. How did Ho? I think we trip up right here. Past. How come? I think we. Past. Was he putting on ears? I think we. I think we. That little stumble though. I'm locking in on that stumble. Past. I think we. Past. Why did Ho stumble? Past. Is he not believing the words coming out of his mouth? I think we. I think we is this his attempt to be on that group? I think we I think we did he stumble similar to Gruden? Hold on, let's 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 play the game. I don't have an ounce of racism. I think we I don't have an ounce of racism. I think we I don't have an ounce of racism. I think we passed. I mean, sounds very similar. I think we passed. I don't have an ounce of I think we I don't have an ounce of. of I think we. Dog. I don't have an ounce of. of I think we. They were both passed. shaking I, I the light. I don't have. I don't have an ounce of. of race. I, 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 I think we. I, I don't have an ounce of, of race. I think we. I, I think we. Passed. Dog. Me. I don't know what's going yeah, on. I think it's time to. Hmm. Go into an actionable. I, I thought Hope does everything I, one take. I, I think he we, does everything I, I, one I, I, take. I, I, you don't write nothing down on a piece of paper. He's just that guy. You know, remember on that track he had with Timbo? Fifty K. I get this on one take. I think we passed. That's not fifty K. I think we ain't getting the fifty K. Yo, Timbo, go get your fifty K back. I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into actionable items. Actionable items like a G Funk Super Bowl. Actionable items. Like a J-Lo Shakira Super Bowl. And yeah, I know. Nah, you don't know, man. Hov's moving behind the scenes. He don't do everything in the light. Word. Word. On some dark web shit, right? Just like Kyrie and all them. Okay. 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 Word, word. I get it. I get it. There's no way Hov is out here moving funny. No way he would do that to y'all. No way he would do that to y'all. No way he would be capitalism over everything. There's no way. But I think that stumble showed. I, I, I think we. I think that stumble showed. Like yo, dog, I'm trying to get another Basquiat. I, I, I think we. I need more koi fish. I think we. I think we. In the floor of my foyer. I think we. I need more koi fish. Don't mess this money up. So we need to move past that kneeling. Move past that kneeling so I can get this bag. I think we. Past. I got dreads now. Look at me. I think it's time to. Let's just ignore what Three Stack said on the seminar about guys with dreads. But you know, let's 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 just let's just believe the fact that Hope is now Bob Marley. I think I think we I think I think I think let's just assume he's on some Bob Marley shit. I think part of me, y'all, the great Bob Marley. I think we passed. I think we passed kneeling. I think I think we passed kneeling. Yeah, I think it's time to go into actionable items. Man's is out here.
sending his cronies with them paper plane hats and paraphernalia to sell this notion that protesting is over. The man who has fought for his own independency, that has fought for his own generational wealth, the man that has fought to free others from bondage, is now telling a group of people, or has continuously told a bunch of people, we need to stop fighting for our own rights. Don't protest your own rights. But I mean, it's your man's hope. I mean, you know, that's, that, that's y'all go. That's y'all go. I, I, I think we've passed kneeling. I think we've passed kneeling. Don't ever forget that. I think we've passed kneeling. Your man said that. Speaking of people with capitalistic ways over everything and potentially using underserved communities for their own benefit, where was Drew Brees the other night when they were talking about John Gruden and everything that went along with that on the Sunday Night Football broadcast? Where was Drew Brees? I saw one black person up there. I saw Tony Dungy. And I saw... You know, Tariko, who doesn't identify as black, but is, well, at least half black. But where was Drew Brees? They paid all this bread to get Drew Brees to be the guy in studio. To be the voice. And they had him out there to begin the show, to go through the highlights, preview the game and all that stuff. But when it came to John Gruden, magically Drew Brees disappeared. So they had Tony Dungy out there who tries to wrap everything in the cloth of Jesus. And they had Mike Tirico who copped all the pleas that we all knew he was going to do. And they had Drew Brees who once represented the Players Union, who once had his name on a lawsuit against the league for inservitude. He was nowhere to be found. And God know how I give it up. The main reason why Drew Brees should have been out there is because, I mean, if anyone knows a scammer when he see him, it's Drew Brees who was able to siphon millions out of underserved communities throughout New Orleans through a pyramid scheme. He should know better than anyone a scammer when he see one. Drew Brees was nowhere to be found. And they did this twice. They were forced to talk about Gruden the second time when the lightning strike came down in Kansas City. So this man who milked millions of dollars from mostly religious impoverished black people through a pyramid scheme was nowhere to be found on this set. Not once, but twice. Couldn't find nothing. No sign of Drew Brees. It was almost like it was a two-person set. You couldn't find any signs of Drew. Not his weak-ass noodle arm, not his restored hairline, not his 20 bucks that he spent on clip art for his IG apology when he said Kaepernick was being disrespectful to the flag by kneeling. None of that. Not one sign of Drew Brees. So they're forcing the black people, much like when Rachel Nichols went through her thing and she was caught on tape. When they had the jump, who they zoom in on? Your man's perk? And Richard Jefferson didn't hear too much from Rachel. She's gave a little bullshit intro to the show and lobbed it over to them. And then it was locked in a two shot where the black guys had to talk about the white person's fuck up. So yet again, on national television, 
we have to lock in on two black guys, even though one doesn't want to identify as being black. We have two black guys now having to atone for the white guy's fuck up. And this is done by design by the people behind the scene. This is done by the producers. This is done by the executives because they're afraid they can't find a white person to extol the conviction necessary to be transparent, to live their truth, to speak their truth. Or they might be afraid of someone actually speaking their truth and double and tripling down like your man's John Gruden. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Feel, feel good about who feel good about who Can I am. Can you imagine if they would have gave the outlet? Could you imagine if they would have gave the mic? To Rachel Nichols and she would have just said feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. Or if they could have had Drew Brees and questioned him about the pyramid scheme and he would have gave it up. Feel good about who I am and what I've done my entire life. They are afraid of these people actually speaking their truth and the backlash from it. So let's zoom in on the black guys and make them say the thing and cop all the pleas for their white counterpart. They're hiding in plain sight. You know what it is. Appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, If you can pull up again Monday, this Monday, 9 p.m. on Twitter, Twitter spaces, we're going to do the preview pod live on Twitter spaces. So I have another interview as well coming up. I spoke to a good friend, Ike Feldman, NBC sports combat sports contributor. We talked about Wilder Fury and a whole bunch of other shit. Going to hear that real soon. But first things first, Monday night, 9 p.m. on Twitter spaces at the Sam D T H E E S A M D. If you're not following already, please do follow Pull up to the spaces. We're going to have a lot of fun. I've already told some people to pull up and let, let's let's get into the shits about this upcoming NBA season. Should be a good one. So, as always, appreciate y'all for listening. Continue to support everything that I'm trying to do here. More content soon to come. And I'll holler at y'all on Twitter on Monday night.